Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Fourth Down Experience. What's up, guys? Brian Jackson along with Chris Hughesby. We have another long stopper for you today. We're stoked to have him on. Uh, he played at UTEP, and he uh, was also with the Vikings and just finished up with the AAF's now-folded league uh, with the Hot Shots of Arizona. Nick Dooley, welcome to the Fourth Down Experience podcast, man. How are you guys doing? Hey, doing great. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, glad uh, to finally get you on, too. I know we've been talking for a little bit, so... Why don't we start us off here? You know, we're, we're, we're barely removed from the news of the AAF uh, folding or being put on hold or something, you know. But So why don't you let us know kind of what your experience was like with Arizona Hot Shots and then maybe how you guys found out about the news and maybe anything that's transpired since. Yeah, so um, I got on with the Hot Shots. I went to the, the AAF's combine they held in, in August of last year. Uh, I'm from Arizona, so I mean it was it was a great experience, you know, overall playing playing in the hometown. Um, but I mean, got signed there, went to to mini camp, and was was in camp most of uh, our preseason camp uh, as the only specialist there. They brought in uh, Jeff and Nick uh, late into camp just so they could evaluate some roster spots, but. I had a great experience, got some film, finally, after being out of UTEP for uh, almost three seasons, and uh, unfortunately went down with a action and was put on IR after week four, um, but overall, I was taken care of, uh, I mean, the AF was really good to me, I guess it was kind of a blessing I got injured when I did. Um, some of the stories of guys getting injured week eight, but I mean, overall, I mean, it was a great experience. I had a great time and, and learned a lot. Nice. Right, so, um, who did who were your kicker and punter at the hot shot? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Locke and uh, Nick Polk. Oh, yeah, oh. nice. A lot of, a lot of veteran status in that group, right there. veteran guys right there, also. Awesome. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it was it was great working with them. Uh, they, I learned more in two months than I learned my whole football career uh, from those Very two guys. They really, they really helped me a lot. Um, you know, I, and really being on a team in season again, which is just, it's completely different than being in, you know, off season training. Yeah. yeah so but, Nick, do, you, um, do you get some film for, uh, for, you know, for NFL scouts, et cetera? Yeah, I did. I got our preseason game and then I, I got, uh, weeks one through four. So nice. And then middle of week five, I found out I had to surgery uh, to get part of my toe amputated. Ooh. So, oh no. Yeah, that's that's where I had the the bone infection. So I just got cleared today. I'm back to snapping, running. So I'm I'm pretty much good to go. Uh, so, wait, did, so did part of your toe actually get amputated? Yeah. So from the nail, so my second toe. Yeah. Uh, from the nail bed up. So, 
Yeah, yeah it was just kind of a weird thing, man. I, I got a blister after our preseason game, and a cup, like, you know, treat a blister, pop it, clean it out, cover it, you know, just move on. It's a blister. And it stopped healing. And after, like, three weeks, I was like, went to my trainer. I was like, hey, can we look at this? And then <laughs> this led to that and got an MRI and found out Wednesday night that I had to have surgery on Friday. Because uh, that whole distal bone, because uh, the, the toe is three bones, so the end bone was fully infected. And they're like, we got to get it before it, it spreads. Like, we don't want to get your blood streaking. So it was uh, it was a little scary, but I mean, Damn. like I said, I was taken care of. I mean, our training staff, Todd, and uh, Todd, who was our head trainer, and I mean, our personnel and coaches were like just shocked, but like completely understood. And you know, I never didn't feel like a part of the team. So I mean, it was for losing part of my toe. I had a great experience doing that. So, <laughs> so I mean, obviously, you just had surgery and recover. You know, hopefully, recover will be fast. But what are they saying as far as you know, like being able to run and all that stuff? Oh, I'm I'm good to run. So um, I mean, good. it doesn't it won't it won't affect anything. I'll it'll actually help. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, so my second toe, the one that got amputated was actually longer than my big toe and it was just kind of a genetic thing and it shortening it actually helps with running. So, <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's going to be a good thing overall. So, sure. um, I probably ran about 90% speed, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm good to play. I can block, I can do whatever. Nice. Right. Well, I guess I'd rather be the tip of your toe than the, maybe your finger, you know, with your hand. Or, yeah, or my foot, you know. Like, I'm glad they caught it because it could have spread. Sure. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Glad so, you're okay. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I, I am too. <laughs> so I'm curious on your end here, you know, the, the league wrapped up here recently. How did you guys find, find out the news? You know, because there was a lot of internet rumors, obviously, spreading throughout that, um, that Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I mean... We saw Dunn's statement the week before, mm-hmm. and like us as players, like you know, you're thinking about it, but there's really nothing we could do. So we're like, shoot, if this is a bluff, it's a bluff. If it happens, it happens. So they're just like business as usual, like our coaches, personnel, business as usual. Just focus on the game. Uh, they're gonna get it figured out, we're like, Okay, cool. So um, we had our lift Monday after the game, um, and then. Tuesday, uh, woke up, saw on social media, all football operations were suspended. Uh, we had some charity thing lined up, they canceled that, and, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So, emergency meeting, 3 o'clock, so we went in, and uh, they just told us this is over. They pulled the plug on it, suspended all football operations, you know, as of tomorrow, your contracts should be terminated, and. You guys will get paid for the games you played, uh, and yeah, that was kind of how that's kind of how it ended. You know, it, was, it was tough because uh, we wanted to finish the season, and you know we were doing well. We we're on our, our team was just clicking. We were balling out, and uh, it was unfortunate to see it end. But you know, it's the startup company. That's a that's a risk you go into. Yeah. Uh, we we're all taking a risk playing in that league, but I think overall, guys were taken care of. Um, I mean, the paper plates was kind of, uh, 
I don't think the the most classy move. Uh, I, I feel like you should have paid for players to get home. Oh yeah. But wow. Uh, you know that's that's common knowledge now. Is but I mean it's just, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We're just there to play ball. Yeah. So. so what did you you know you you got through eight weeks? Obviously you played through four and and preseason and all that stuff. What did you what did you learn from this experience that you think you can take with you to the next step or the next level? Hopefully the league. You know what what are some things you think that made you a better pro? Ultimate goal is playing the NFL. And that's a that's a high goal, but really what I learned the most was just like you never arrive. Like you always got to refine. You always got to you always got to strive to get better. Um, and really just do your job. It's easy to get caught up in the the you know everything that surrounds the game, but you know ultimately like you gotta you gotta earn that check every day, and that's something I learned because it's like you know you set a goal and you get there you're like oh shoot like I got the goal like I did it, but like there's never it's that that goal line is always moving like you always got to keep up with it, mm-hmm. um, so that that was what I've taken away from it was just like you never you never arrive. Yeah. So Nick, did you uh you got any keepsakes from the league? Did you get to keep the helmet or the jersey or anything like that? Uh not the helmet. We were able to we were able to buy our jerseys. Okay. So. Yeah. So what so I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted my helmet. I would have bought my helmet too. But yeah. um they're kinda Getting everything back, I, I feel bad for our uh, equipment guys, man. That's that's a tough job to get a get a hold of everything and be responsible for shipping it back. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. But I mean, I bet. So, what's next on the docket? You know, obviously, you got you got an agent trying to help you out. You had a little little time with the Vikings. You got any opportunities coming, or are there any talks about seeing if you can get into that XFL league that starts next year? What's what are your yeah, what's just, the goal? I just submitted my film to the XFL, and um, I mean, see if that happens. You never know. It, it looks like they're uh, they're putting their money out there, which is which is a a good sign. But I mean, you never know. It's a, again, it's another risk. Yeah. So uh, right now, uh, going to go back to work. I'm going to go visit some family now that I have some downtime, but still training. And uh, we'll see if an opportunity comes about. Uh, now that I'm cleared of injury, hopefully word gets out. I have some film, uh, which is half the battle as far as getting, you know, getting experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm getting married in June. Nice. So, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. thank you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, and just kind of, you know, stand ready. Just gotta stay ready. Nice. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to live in the land of uh, what ifs. So right. like, you just gotta be ready for ready for the call. So that's what I'm I'm trying to do. Trying to make some money working right now, save up and and uh, keep pressing on. Yeah, I think we have a good amount of long snappers that, that listen to our podcast. Obviously, when long snappers are on, you know, not so much kickers, but uh, you know, so. High school guys, young college guys, what have you. Um, you know, they're 
two or three tips that you'd like to give just in general, just to help guys that, you know, may, may seek some advice about long snapping? Um, yeah. Uh, for high schoolers, I would say don't get caught up in high school because college is a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to miss some stuff in high school. Uh, if it, you know, if it comes in between you and training, uh, having no debt from, uh, from college is huge. And if you work, you know, if you work your tail off and, and, uh, you become good enough to earn a scholarship that, uh, outweighs having 30, 40 years of debt that you have to pay off. I mean, college is one college isn't for everybody, but you know, two, if, if you if you have the ability to go to college for free, take it. Um, I don't know another another thing. I, I always always keep refining. Like I said earlier, um, you never arrive. You're never good enough. And it's not a it's not a, a self confidence thing. Like you should have confidence in yourself, but like there's always room for improvement. So if it's if it's not one thing, it's another thing. If it's not snapping, maybe look at your agility. Maybe look at your speed. Make yourself an asset to these coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I've I've learned and what I've taken from it. Uh, like I was able to I was able to get a scholarship after not being yeah I played at a small five uh, A or six A or not six A now it's two A. It's flipped around. It's flipped a, a couple times in Arizona, but um, yeah, I played in a, a small two A school. We had twenty four people on my team, and I got a D one scholarship. So, wow. um, and I missed a lot of stuff in high school, and it, it was just like you know, do I want a scholarship or do I want to, you know, hang out late with my friends? Like you just got to weigh those options. So yeah. some some people are naturally talented. Some people have to work for it. And uh, I definitely had to work for it. Yeah. So, Nick, uh, as long as you're talking about that, um, we know every path is different, uh, especially for snappers. What was your recruiting process like? How did you earn that scholarship? And was it all sort of your self-promotion, or was it uh, evaluation camps that helped you out? Like, how did you get your name out there to eventually land that that scholarship? Um, My dad sent out a lot of emails. Um, But emails really weren't the thing. Uh, I went to... Uh, Chris Rubio's camp, his Vegas camp, and uh, that was the first time I ever went to that camp because uh, my junior year of high school, I broke my femur and tore my ACL at the end of the season. So I missed a whole lot of recruiting process. Um, and I was able to make it back for my senior season. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I snapped all right, but um, I went to uh, Cole's camp. I mean, I went to a couple Coles camps, did well there, and then I went to Rubio's thing and won it. And then, um, you know, every four nights a week, I'd snap with my snapping coach, Ben Bernard, um, out here in Arizona. And, you know, wouldn't miss. But as far as recruiting went, uh, I got a call from UTEP late April like mid-April of my senior year, so right before I was about to graduate. And uh, I guess they went through spring ball with a, a DN snapping, and it wasn't cutting it. So um, I got offered a blue shirt there, went on an unofficial visit, and committed in May. So it was kind of unconventional. I was talking to a couple other schools too, I think Boise State and Utah. 
Um, but scholarships didn't pan out for there. My parents couldn't afford um, college. So I got offered very, very late in my senior year. So um, I ended up starting all 49 games. Wow. And it was awesome. I mean, I mean, coming from a small school to D1 was was definitely a, a night and day. Uh, my first game was against uh, Oklahoma when they ranked like fourth in the country. So that was definitely a, a big jump from 2A football. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. So. Wow. So. You know, for for snappers that want to just learn a little bit more, what do you what do you do in the off season to try to stay ready? Is it just a lot of snapping the targets, or do you have uh, like a like a punter or a you know kicker and holder that you'd like to snap to to just stay game ready? How do you how do you do it as a snapper? Because it's you know kickers, there's a lot of measurables, distance and accuracy and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, what do you do yeah. to just be ready? Um, definitely always try to focus on technique because it's easier to, it's easy, like when you do reps and reps and reps, it's easy to slip out of technique. I snap with, I still snap with my coach, uh, out here at Ben Bernard and, um, so I snap to other snappers. I know a couple punters that are out here, so I'll hit the field with them sometimes and sometimes I'll snap to my dad, just, you know, any, anywhere I can get reps in. I used to snap a lot, now being a snapper for 13, 14 years. You don't need to, you have that muscle memory down, so it's a matter of getting good reps in. But, you know, always always trying to work on something, whether it's, you know, for pro-style blocking or laces for shorts, um, you know, offsets for punt, figuring out your landmarks, essentially, where you want to put your feet. So, you know, if you're aiming a punt, a punt snap, you know, making sure you're, Oh, I want it on the right hip. I want it on the left hip. So just constantly trying to refine. Oh. Right. Well, man, we appreciate that information. And I know some snappers are going to definitely benefit from that. Um, yeah, and, and like, run, run, condition, oh, yeah. and and work out. Because the snapper position has evolved a lot. Um, you know, coaches want athletes around the board. So if you can, if you can be an asset and if you're able to cover, that's huge. So, so Nick, we always like to finish our our interviews with our staple question. It's just you know, with your college experience and AAF experience, uh, talk about you know your five favorite stadiums you played in. My favorite was Wisconsin Stadium. We played there my uh, freshman year. Camp Randall. Yeah, Camp Randall. Amazing experience. Amazing. Oh, unreal. Uh, we had the that fourth quarter jump around and just like. Yep. I mean. They'd sing songs after the song was like ended over the PA. It was it was unreal. Um, kept a pretty close game too. Alamo Dome was a pretty cool experience. Played there in in uh, in college, and then played played my preseason game there for the AAF. Old Miss played Old Miss. Uh, played in the Sun Bowl is really cool uh, when it's full. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't have the don't have the greatest fan base there. Pretty small one, but um, when we played Oklahoma, our first game, they traveled well, so I think they had like forty eight thousand people, and it was probably the loudest stadium I've ever played in. Nice, um, just because it's in the middle of a mountain. And then playing played at ASU was really cool. Uh, this season for the Hot Shots, it's the best grass I've ever been on. 
that, that's probably it for me. I mean, playing in a smaller division, you don't go to that many, uh, you know, interesting it's, stadiums. Nothing, nothing huge. Just your out of conference games are usually uh, the big ones. So. Well, Nick, man, we, we sure appreciate you taking 30 minutes to talk with us, give us a good insight about your career. Um, we're glad that the surgery went well, man. We, we just hope that you land on an NFL team here soon, man. Keep us posted. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's awesome being on. Yeah, uh, we appreciate it. And obviously, if you know, wherever your next chapter of, of playing goes, you know, hopefully we'll get you back on and talk about that next experience. Yeah, sure thing. Feel free to reach out, man. I, I, I'd love to be on. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nick, for being on. Yeah, sure thing. All right, take care. Later. Wow, Nick Dooley, man. I, I had no clue that he uh, had part of his toe amputated. That was wild. Yeah, no clue either. Um, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, he's okay. That's for sure. I'm glad. That's, that's wild that he's actually uh, can run faster with it. So that's pretty interesting for sure. Yeah, I thought about that. My second toe is longer than my big toe as well, and I know that's kind of a genetic deal. And I didn't think about yeah, that, that's, but that's, that's pretty why cool. I always beat you in races because your <laughs> toe is too long, and you always get your ass beat by me in races. But man, we really appreciate Nick being on. We we appreciate you guys listening. And we're stoked because we just had a lot of we have a lot of great interviews coming, guys. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if there's anyone specific that you want us to interview or reach out to, hit us up on the DM on the Fourth Down Experience social media handles or or even our own, the Team Jackson Kicking and Special Teams FB. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Hey, what's up, 4D Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps, that's NKR underscore camps, or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out nationalkickingrankings.com. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.